0: Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce and I am here with the fabulous co-founder of the Wellness Couch. He is the rock star of the Wellness Guys. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man.
1: Hello Marcus, it's so good to be with you again. I love doing these these podcasts. Hey, uh, guess what? What's up? We're getting old. We're getting what? old. We're getting old. We're turning. We're turning yeah, we one soon.
0: I know. Next, but- the next, the next episode is our one year anniversary slash birthday slash celebration. So, if you're listening today and it's before our 52nd episode, um, send us, Facebook us, your questions about aging or your transformations that you've made since you've been listening to 100 Not Out um, or anything that you'd like us to um, discuss on the 52nd episode because we want to make episode 52, a one-year birthday, all about you, the listener of 100 Not Out. We want to share in your journey. And uh, it doesn't have to. It can be small or large. Whatever, whatever you have done, improved, changed, let go of, since you've been listening to 100 Not Out. Whatever you've learned from any of our wonderful guests, please let us know so we can share that on our birthday episode. What do you think, Damo? Yeah,
1: because it's good to share wisdom. Because you get old, right? Like one. And you become wise. So I was told that I was told that I was smart before I was forty, but now I'm wise now that I'm forty, <laughs> you know? Oh. Like someone said the other day, Oh, this that person's such a smart person, you know, smart for thirty eight or thirty nine or whatever it was and I said, What do you mean? They said, Oh, you know, when you get to forty it's wisdom, but before that it's wise. So at one, you just it's super intelligent. So we we want to share everyone's experience so we can actually talk all about it. I, I actually can't wait to read what people have been able to achieve since listening to us and and uh, what's changed their lives, what what things are they more aware of. Um, what you know, are they more engaged, so they found purpose, are they exercising more, all those sorts of things, are they changed their diet, are they eating more cake, having coffee at midnight? What are they actually doing? You know, because these are all secrets, aren't they? Let's share the secrets.
0: Yeah, let's share the secrets. But I'm telling you, I mean, we'll talk about it all on the 52nd episode, but man, I look at the world through different lenses since I started this podcast. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. It's super. But that's not the topic today. That's next week. So stay tuned, our first birthday episode next week. Damo.
1: Yes. I've been reading
0: a great book. I've been reading a great book. It's almost a reference book of mine called Brain Power by Michael Gelb and Kelly Howe. It's a super book. And one thing they talk about, and it's something that we haven't spoken about at great length on um, 100 Not Out, is supplements for the mind. There's so many supplements on the market these days from multivitamins to fish oils and you know, vitamin C's and D's and E's and everything else. Yeah. But I thought, why not let's... Focus on the mind, and and uh, or two of you know probably let's say, let's call it the brain. But a lot of people these days are you know they've got foggy brains or foggy minds or they're just not thinking straight or they're fatigued. And I thought let's kind of drill down and filter for our listeners what are the supplements that are really going to improve your mental health, your brain health, your mind, however you want to describe it, Um, and let's kind of take away the rubbish for people because, again, with the overwhelming sense of or letting go of information these days, it's so important to still keep a really clear focus on what to um, subscribe
1: to and what not. Um, what do you demo? I think it's very important. We talk about um, you know getting the right things for your mind from an information perspective. So what are you reading? What are you looking at? What are you listening to? That's all really important. That's great information for the brain, right? And information for the body. The next piece of information that's really important for the mind and the body is, of course, the information that's contained within supplements. Now it should actually, in fact, be the information that's contained within food, except that our food is just generally so deficient these days, and our stressors and stresses have become so significant that our bodies just need a little bit more support. And the other thing is too that now that we know more about what nutrients are very effective for our body to help us age beautifully, we can use that information to better our body. Does that make sense? So I like to say that a supplement is only information. It's kind of like a book that sits in a library and is redundant until it's actually utilized. So a book, for example, has all this information inside it, but there's no intelligence. The intelligence exists within the human that actually reads that book and then is able to decipher what all those words mean, right? So that's... That's important to understand because a supplement is the same. The supplement is just information that sits inside a bottle. It has no vital force. It has no intelligence at all. And it should have actually been inside the food that you've otherwise been consuming, um, which has the intelligence. It's just that because of our farming methods or the way in which it's been processed or the way in which you've cooked it, it now doesn't have the same amount of intelligence or information. So what we're now got to do is supplement our information with our food, so that our food can deliver the information around our body more, you know, effectively. So it's important to keep that in mind. That supplements don't take the role of food; they just top up little spots or little gaps where things may be a little bit deficient.
0: Couple of couple of um, couple of notes here. First of all, we Damo and I both know there's a lot to cover here, so this is going to be a double episode. We're going to wrap these two episodes around our our first birthday episode uh, 52. So this will be, um, we'll do the first half today and the second half in a fortnight's time. Um, Domo, just to, so you know this Domo, because I think I'm probably like a lot of others, I don't have a big history of supplement use. I haven't used supplements a lot. And I've probably been probably more trusting of our food supply um, than probably what I am these days. And I was reading um, an excerpt out of a book by, Uh, a doctor called Mark Hyman. And this is a great quote because I think this is where a lot of people – like myself, kind of hope to be, but we can recognize that the world is just changing. And, and this is what he said. He said, um, you actually don't need to bother with a multivitamin, let's say a supplement, if you eat wild, fresh, organic, local, non-genetically modified food grown in virgin, mineral, and nutrient-rich soils that has not been transported across vast distances and sorted for months before being eaten, and you work and you live outside, you breathe only fresh, unpolluted air, you drink only pure, clean water. You sleep nine hours a night. You move your body every day and you're free from chemical stresses and exposure to environmental toxins. (laughs) That's the (laughs) only time you don't need supplements. So if you don't live in the Garden of Eden, then you might benefit from a high-quality supplement. um, (laughs) And and really, Damar, I think there's about six that we're going to to go through today. And that's kind of where I'm like, oh, well, you know what? He's probably got a point Mm. because there's no one in the world that lives in that world these days. Uh, And that's something why supplements are becoming um, more vital because we just don't hey. have the, the necessary nutrients um, in our environment that, that we once did. So, Damo, can I start us off? Because mm. one that gets mentioned all the time, and let's go straight to the top, is vitamin D, the Bang. sun, okay? What mm. we all associate with the sun. Yes. Can you take us through vitamin D, what to look out for, what not to look out for, and why it's important, not just for our brain, but really for our overall health.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, look, vitamin D is actually also considered to be a, what they call it, a pseudo hormone. So we're a pre-hormone or a hormone precursor. So it has an effect on the body that's so profound um, that it has a systemic effect, but also specific effects on different organs within the body, which generally is regarded as a hormone. So a hormone provides a um, the potential for an enzymatic reaction to take place within the body and vitamin D um, whilst it's not essential for us to take it's essential for us to have so uh, in other words our body can manufacture it um, but if we don't have enough of it being manufactured by our body we can actually consume it that's how important it is so for example vitamin C which is important it's not as important as vitamin D in that vitamin D has to be manufactured by the body and if we don't eat Enough, or we don't make enough of it we, have, we can eat it vitamin C doesn't have that same thing vitamin C we have to get through our diet we don't make, we don't make it we're not like dogs dogs can make the vitamin C but going back to vitamin D uh, because it has such a profound effect and such a systemic effect it's been linked to so many different things I think there's over 150 different cancers now that have been linked to vitamin D deficiency. Um, and more uh, more so from that, we look at bone health, we look at um, cognition, we look at memory, we look at immunity, we look at the body's ability to, uh, to maintain um, concentration um, and so on and so forth. In fact, interestingly, um, our levels of vitamin D, if, if they're low, we're at increased risk of melanoma and, uh, and it, we need to have sunlight in order to manufacture our vitamin D and so that, the conversation where uh, people have said, oh, I've got to avoid the sunlight because I don't want to get melanoma could, in fact, be putting you at greater risk. So we need a certain amount of vitamin D to protect us from melanoma. Um, and a little bit of sunlight is not going to hurt. In fact, you, you probably all need a bit of sunlight. But what's interesting about that is that our body can only produce vitamin D when the sun's rays hit your skin at a certain level. So it doesn't always work 100% of the time, so you can't just rock out into the sunlight and start manufacturing vitamin D. There's a couple of factors. One, you've got to be eating enough fat in your diet. So if you're not eating enough fat in your diet, um, not if you are fat, it's if you're eating enough fat in your diet. So if you are fat, it's likely that you'll need to manufacture more vitamin D because vitamin D is stored in fat tissue and not circulated around the body. So if you are overweight and you're carrying extra kilograms, um if every time you hit 10 kilograms heavier than what you should be, you need to nearly double the amount of vitamin D that a person who's of normal weight would normally be taking or would have inside their body. So you need to keep that in mind. Did, did that make sense, Marcus?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking then because this is, this is a, a really big thing just for me and, and just as a general public is dosage. Like People really do need to see health professionals when it does come to supplement use dosage because I'm sure on the pack of a, uh, on a bottle of uh, vitamin D capsules, it doesn't tell you about dosage in regards to weight.
1: Well, in, no, it certainly doesn't. And in it's Australia…
0: standardized. This is take 1,000, you know, micrograms a, a day and it's, that doesn't mean yeah. anything about weight. And like you say, it, it, it's very important to you consider um, your weight when you're looking at something like vitamin D.
1: No, so it's so important. But I mean, looking at all kinds of things because your blood volume… And your whole fluid volume is different when you're overweight. So you've got more fluid circulating through your body, so you need to take more things because it's it, you're touching more cells within the body and larger surface areas. So what's the... Oh, actually, uh, no, that's not true. You're not touching more cells. You're just touching a larger surface area because your, your fat cells actually don't increase in number. They actually increase in size. So it's um, same amount of cells but just a greater distribution. It's further, further distance to travel. But what's interesting not- is that in Australia, um, our... And not so much over in the States. Well, in fact, not over in the States because you can almost write anything you want in a bottle over in the States. It doesn't, there doesn't have to be much because you can have a little disclaimer that says these, um, you know, this information hasn't been approved by the FDA. um, So, you know, take it as you will or whatever. I can't remember the exact writing. But in Australia, any supplement has to be, has to go through Therapeutic Goods Administration or TGA Administration approval um, for what we call listing. And then if it's going to be listed as a supplement, it needs to meet certain requirements, which is label claim. So if it says that it contains so much or X amount of an ingredient, it must actually have that amount or more, not less. So you can have some supplements that actually provide more than actually what the label says it does have, um, but you can't have less. And also, it must be efficacious. So you can't actually buy supplements in Australia that haven't been shown to be um, effective. Uh, So if they're not effective, then they can't be sold. So um, the dosing is really important. Now, I was getting back to the angles there where we spoke about vitamin D production with the sun and the body um, recognising that it needs to manufacture vitamin D with the angle of the sun with UV radiation um, and then having enough fat in the body. So if you don't have enough fat in the body, you won't manufacture vitamin D, bang, forced up. Um, The other thing is if you're not out in the sun at the right time of the day, bang, you're not going to manufacture vitamin D either. So it's the hours between 11 and 2 in non-daylight saving time. In Australia, we're talking from um, October through to March. Um, is our time that we can actually start to manufacture vitamin D. From March through to October, we don't manufacture much vitamin D at all. So um, now when I say that, this is for areas below the 40-second 40, 40 parallel or the 30-second parallel. Anyway, I've got to get that right. I've been caught, I've been caught off guard here because I didn't prepare for it. But there's a space between the 30-second and the 40-second parallel. In that space, um, you, you can manufacture vitamin D almost all year round. Um, so, it's that space which, you know, is from Byron Newcastle Bay in Australia. In that What's that? Yeah, is Byron, is Byron Bay in that space. Well, from Newcastle up um, to wherever wherever the next parallel is. It's either the 32nd or the 42nd. I'm a little bit geographically challenged, right? Because I believe Australia is the top of the world. and So, I get a little bit uh, confused. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I try to work out what that is. But... From the 30-second parallel to the equator and above the equator to the 40-second parallel or the reverse of that, whatever it is, you can manufacture vitamin D all year round as long as you've got enough enough fat in your diet. But for the areas that are above that or below that line, um, closer to the poles of the Earth, so closer to the North Pole or closer to the South Pole, you won't manufacture uh, vitamin D outside of your kind of more like your summer um, sun. So it would spring through October for us um, in, in the Southern Hemisphere. But of course, um, you know, in the summer period, so we're talking, you know, from March through to October in the Northern Hemisphere, you'll manufacture vitamin D easily. Um, and from October through to March in the Southern Hemisphere, you'll manufacture vitamin D easily. So um, you, you've got to get the angle right. And it's between the hours of 11 and 2, non-daylight saving time. So it'll be, um, tw- it'll be, I think it's 12 and 3 during daylight saving times, which is the hottest time of the day. You need to be out there for about 20 minutes. Uh, so you don't want to burn, but you just want to be out there enough to be able to manufacture a lot of vitamin D. Uh,
0: you are on fire. You are just like in your element.
1: <laughs> I love vitamin D. I love it.
0: Did you have, did you, have you just had a coffee? Because you are just on fire, Damo. No, I haven't had a coffee.
1: coffee. I haven't had a coffee. I've oh, actually oh. just come off adjusting people. I had the most inspirational session that I had. Awesome practice members. I, I love adjusting people. I really do. I just, it's the best thing ever. So I had a great session at just adjusting all these beautiful people. Found out great friends of mine are pregnant, which I, I can't even mention names. Uh-huh. They're probably going to listen to this, but um, uh, I'm super excited that they're pregnant. And, uh, and so I'm just, I'm a little bit pumped right now. I haven't even had lunch. So I feel like I've got so, so you're much running to on share. you but you
0: sound awesome. Yeah. All right. So a couple of questions um, in all of that wisdom that you just shared, 40-year-old. Testing. <laughs> when someone gets when someone gets tested, yes. do you – because from what I know, part of my ignorance, but I'm pretty sure you can get a vitamin D test just through Medicare these days Yeah. Okay. Um, to actually get it done. But there's different types of vitamin D that people can buy off the shelf, yeah. and it's very important that they're getting the D3. Can you just D3. explain – can you explain that for people because, again, for for – for the general public that are just going to the health food store and don't ask a question of the staff and just pick you know, vitamins off the shelf, they could be getting synthetic vitamin D that's not actually going to play an effective role in the body and well, actually improve their, their score. Do you want to just explain the differences and what to look out for?
1: Yeah. Look, I'll just say that most vitamins that you buy are synthetic, right? Now, so most of them are. It's just that the, the active form or the form that's going to be of benefit to the body um, can vary. So for example, if we're using a magnesium, we might use magnesium diglycinate as opposed to a magnesium citrate or a magnesium oxide, for example, because they perform different functions. So vitamin D2 if put into the body is very, very tough on the liver, really difficult for the liver to actually break down and activate. The vitamin D3 is the stuff that we want to have go into our body for then for it to be converted to a form that's safe for our, for our system to be able to handle So it it comes down to whether or not we... It's like B vitamins, for example. If you take one B vitamin by itself, 50 milligrams of one particular B vitamin might be toxic. But if you have all of the B vitamins together, you could probably take the equivalent load of 200 to 400 milligrams of that same B vitamin, provided it's in unison with all the other B vitamins. So it's about... Um, understanding that you've actually got to have the best quality nutrient going into your body as opposed to just a large amount of a nutrient just because it's the same or similar. So there was the comment that you said from Mark Hyman earlier on where he said, you don't need to bother with a multivitamin. I think you can have a multivitamin, that's fine, but just a multivitamin. But you should get more specific with the vitamins that you require. So when you go and get your testing done, so for example, you go get your vitamin D testing done, your testing level... According to the World Health Organization, the best spot for it to be for vitamin D should be above 125 micromoles per litre in your blood in total, which would mean that if it is, then you're doing really, really well. If it's below 125, then you're insufficient. If it gets below 100, then you're deficient, um, according to World Health Organization standards. But in in Australia, the reference range is from, I think, 80 through to 125. And so if you're in that range then you're considered to be safe. But we know that diseases take place outside of those ranges. So you're far better off having larger amounts in your bloodstream. In terms of toxicity, it's really hard to get too much vitamin D in your body. You've got to really hit something like 250,000 units, units of, uh, of vitamin D in your bloodstream before it actually becomes toxic. Not that I suggest that anyone should go out and do that. And certainly, you know, don't take this advice as actual advice, specific advice for you. You should actually go and speak to somebody specifically about your vitamin D levels and how much vitamin D you should take. But generally, I, I see that most people need around about 3,000 extra units per day um, as a supplement to healthy lifestyle and healthy diet.
0: All right. You've covered off vitamin D superbly well. I think I have a feeling, Damo, that we're actually getting to the – there's another five that I want to run through with you. Um, <laughs> I, don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to butcher one of them by going um, going – I want to go into vitamin C but – I know we're kind of running out of time, so why? Well, we can we... Do, let's
1: do vitamin C. We can do vitamin C because there's not a whole lot to talk about the vitamin C, but it, it's right. suffice to say that it's so important for, from a, you know, cancer and you know, eyesight and immune system and uh, skin repair and tissue repair, all that through the body, and it's something that our body doesn't manufacture. So, in other words, we've got to get it from our diet. And a deficiency in vitamin C is known as scurvy, right? And hence the reason why we saw. Um, sailors who traveled across the seas and the you know even only as early as was well, late as 200 years 200 years ago, as the explorers are settling around and trying to you know find out new countries and they found Australia um, en route some of them got scurvy, but Captain Cook managed to work out that if he had fermented foods like sauerkraut um, and he got fruit like oranges, then his sailors didn't get scurvy and so he was able to provide better nutrition for his sailors and they wouldn't get. Uh, various diseases, which were common with um, sailing around the world, not having fresh fruit. So we get our vitamin C generally from fresh fruit, and uh, it is important, and fresh vegetables too, but it is really important to, to get our vitamin C levels up enough that our body can actually maintain immunity. But um, you know, vitamin C works hand-in-hand with zinc, so we've got to have good quality proteins, lots of nuts and seeds, and good quality fruits and vegetables going into our body to keep those levels up.
0: So you don't have to go on a sugar-free diet, though, because there's good vitamin Cs in fruits.
1: This is exactly right. You know, this whole sugar-free thing, um, and I know there's people out there that have written books about sugar-free, and I've interviewed some of these people who have written books about being sugar-free. It's gone a little bit too far. You know, it's gone a little bit too far that people are scared to eat fruit. Um, And I just read an article today from a very famous, um, -famous, world-famous author on the internet who is a guru in health, and he's talking about uh, the dangers and perils of fructose, full stop. And I think it's a little bit—it's uh, it, gone too far to say that fructose is bad. Uh, when not everybody has a fructose malabsorption issue. It's just that many people consume too much fructose, but in the form of high fructose corn syrup or manufactured sweeteners, um, as opposed to just what would naturally occur in some grapes or naturally occur in some apples or bananas. I, I guarantee you, if you eat apples, you're not going to—you're not going to die. In fact, you know, the other day, right? I was talking—I was talking with with uh, Jeanette and Alan. Yeah, I saw
0: the photo on Facebook of you with them at the um, – Real Food Revolution. Was it, oh, it was Real Food Revolution, yeah. Yeah, yeah Real World. Food Revolution. There they were.
1: They were there full of health, vital, vitality, looking amazing. They just ran 365 marathons and they lived on bananas. Now, I can, I can tell you they weren't obese uh, yeah. and they're definitely not dying fast. I mean, we're all dying. We're not dying fast. And uh, But what was amazing – was that uh, they're raw vegans and they only eat, the only sugar they get access to is fructose. They don't get any other type of uh, sugar. So it's it's not going to kill you. In fact, you'll function very, very well. It's just you don't eat too much of it. But so fruit is important and vitamin C is crucial for the body, but we can't manufacture it and we don't store it. So if you eat too much vitamin C, it's coming straight out through your bowels. It doesn't get absorbed. If you've got enough in your body, you've got enough.
0: I have no doubt that this double episode has just turned into a triple episode because I still want to touch on antioxidants, fiber, probiotics, fish oil. I want to ask you what you take each day because I'm sure listeners would love to know what you take. I want to talk about a couple of the more buzz supplements like ginkgo biloba and ones okay. that are probably just more a bit more on the outside edge. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so much to cover off here um, in terms of supplements uh, for the brain, mind, and whole body. So let's um, wrap this up today and kick into another episode. Next, uh, next podcast is our first birthday episode. Look forward to having you on then, Damo. Uh, but in the meantime. Let's uh, wrap this up, folks. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. And as we recommend, the best way is to go to our website, uh, www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out. And also check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. That's all letters. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please give us a five star rating on iTunes and check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make Make the rest of your life, the best of
1: your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.